Greetings. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 30 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong. Want to always prioritize this with every episode of the purpose of this podcast. And I break it down into these three components. One is the vision. To have people see themselves in the world through the lens of legacy design and building. Two, the mission. To introduce people to the world of design and have them emerge as storytellers. And finally, three, the why. The perpetual need for leadership calls us to edify calls us to edify others through enduring relationships. You're so generous in terms of giving me your time. I want to make sure that I am a good steward of your time and provide something of value to you. That's why I repeat this at the beginning of the episodes now, is provide me with uh, guideposts as to how to move forward and to provide you with something which uh, adds something of value to you as you listen to this, because again, time is our most precious commodity. I'd like to turn to the segment, which I call uh, Voices and Vignettes, in which I ask people from various backgrounds for them, uh, their definition of legacy, their how they're building their legacy, and what barriers they think their generation encounters as they build legacy. For uh, this episode, I welcome Leslie, and now let's hear her perspective on legacy building. Hi, um, my name is Leslie. I'm in my, let's say, mid to late 30s. I guess I define myself as, according to this, a millennial, though I want to say I feel like an old millennial. <laughs> um, I'm not super into like social media um, so and anything really technological, so that's why I consider myself an old millennial, though I guess I did have laptops in the classroom and Twitter, and I was one of the very first uh, subscribers to Facebook back in the day. I think it's now Meta. Um, so, how do I define legacy? Um, these are very difficult questions. <laughs> and thanks to this podcast, I want to say that I've been thinking a little bit more about what legacy is and how I define that. Um, I think most people um, would say that, yeah, a legacy is something you, you leave your dependence, um, what you leave in your will or you're in a, in your estate. Um, but if you think about it, I guess I define one's legacy as a person's story, um, kind of what people remember about you, um, your effect on people once you leave the room. Um, we all have teachers, um, family members, mentors, coaches, um, who all left impressions on us. And they're still alive and well, <laughs> but they do leave their legacy on you. And then, therefore, you, as a person, have a legacy to leave to others. Um, so how am I building my legacy? Um, I never really thought about it strategically. Um, you know, as a kid, um, you think, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, I want to be a fire truck or something. Um, but no, I think uh, from a very young age uh, with parents both in, in healthcare, um, I always knew I wanted to, to be a healthcare provider, be a physician. Um, I, and with that, with being a physician, I think comes 
innately some some leadership. Um, and so how am I going about building my legacy? I'm kind of exploring um, career options, my education. What am I doing to build my legacy? Um, kind of getting outside of my comfort zone at times um, and trying to develop my skills as not only a physician, but also as a physician leader. Um, and when I leave the room, I guess, um, what, I, what I hope people think about me when I leave a patient's room is that I'm very kind. Um, I take the time to kind of listen to what they have to say to their own personal story. Um, and when I leave like a meeting um, or I leave a, a department event or a professional event, um, I think, I hope people think that I'm very hardworking um, and I, I put my all into the work I provide. Um, I think my parents, uh, as I said, were both are both in healthcare and they're very kind people. And like I, I used to go to like take your daughter to work day and like all the and a lot of people would come up to me and be like, oh, my God, your parents are so nice. They're, like, the kindest people. That's kind of what I hope people say about me <laughs> um, when I leave the room. Um, the greatest need for my generation in legacy building, I think, especially because of the pandemic, especially because um, we're all very into social media, um, is human connection. I think ever since the pandemic, um, we had lots of options to connect with people remotely, virtually, Zoom, um, FaceTime, um, but we lost that human connection, that physical connection. So I think moving forward, the greatest need for my generation to continue that legacy building, to, to leave our mark on this world, is just improving kind of that human connection. Thanks. Leslie equated legacy with stories, and I think that's a great um, definition or application because we get so much we get so much more accomplished and we can communicate so clearly when we tell stories because it takes everything that we know such as facts opinions and so forth and it gives it a narratives it gives it a beginning a middle and an end and you're taking someone you're transporting someone from point a to point b she talked about leadership and as I said before, no leadership, no legacy. Think of yourself as a leader, or I should scratch that, not think of yourself as a leader. Acknowledge that you are a leader. Be aware of the surroundings and that there's positions for or opportunities for you every day, whether it's at home, at work, in which you can uh, contribute. You can be a leader. Be cognizant of that and seize those moments. She talked about legacy as what stays when you leave the room. Whether you leave the room temporarily or permanently, your presence, your essence, your values, uh, who you are, it's going to stay there. And that's a great uh, description of legacy. And people don't think about that. People think that you only impact people when you're there uh, or that when you're in per person or whatnot. And no, even though that you're not there, you're, 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 how you've conducted yourselves, how you speak, how you communicate, the decisions that you made, make, they are all part of your legacy. And that will carry forth. That's how powerful your legacy. It will carry forth while you're not there. 
She also talked about getting out of your comfort zone. And this is a key component of good design. In fact, it's the first principle of good design uh, as listed by Dieter Rams. He said, good design is innovative. This is not about you inventing anything new, but this is about you, who you are, your skill sets, in which you go out and you seek something that's innovative to you, something that you can add a new dimension, a new nuance to who you are and to your legacy that will equip you to tell better stories, tell more stories, tell more or more varied stories. Again, get out of your comfort zone. And this ties in nicely to uh, this segment or this episode's theme, which is volunteering. Leslie did talk about connecting with people and how after the pandemic, it's a little bit more challenging to connect with people in person. Also, the fact is that some people now prefer that uh, to stay at home, stay at home, uh, work from home, that that's the actual preferred way of communicating. And we do lose something when we don't communicate or be have that personal connection. Volunteering is going to speak volumes about your legacy. We have our work time in which we have to be there because that's how we earn our livelihood. Then we have our family time. And these are great times, but again, these are obligations. These are things that we choose to take upon. And finally, the, when you do have free time, what little free time you do have, which is scant and is valuable, you may want to just have downtime or me time, which is fine. But for those of you who say, there's something more that I need to do. I want to give back. I want to contribute to the greater good. You're going to volunteer. And volunteering is going to say a great deal because of all the options that you have for your free time. You choose to take on another responsibility. You choose to take on another endeavor. Or you choose to go in a direction that you didn't think about. Or that maybe you weren't really keen on, but you realize this is something that you want to do, something that you should do, again, for the greater good. And we talk about the power of stories. I'm going to relate a story about Dave Starnes. Dave was the president for a pocket little league in the Sacramento area when my kids, uh, my youngest kid was still still playing. And Dave took on the responsibility of being president. And for those of you who have operated in an all-volunteer organization, you realize how difficult it is because people can quit at any time. You really don't have any uh, leverage or power, unlike work, uh, nor should you lead that way too. Let me just say that. That's never a good way to lead. Nonetheless, as volunteering, that's a great thing about a volunteer organization or volunteering is that you do learn valuable leadership skills in which you can't uh, lead with a heavy hand. Dave spent a great deal of time. His son was also in playing the Little League, so as a parent, you want to obviously see his son play. Dave had a full-time job. But he had to attend not only the weekly meetings at night for our, our, uh, our Little League, our local Little League. Dave also had to represent our our pocket little league in the district seven meetings. Dave had to go to numerous functions uh, that again were that were part of the charter for little league. Dave gave up many nights and many weekends because Dave had a vision. He wanted to grow pocket little league, and not in terms of championships or anything of that nature. He wanted to grow because he just wanted more kids to play baseball and for the community to become stronger because. Uh, families would interact. 
And the mission was to have every child who wanted to play baseball be or little league baseball be able to play and have finances not be a barrier. And Dave went about a Herculean task. He took us from the fields at Bear Flag over to Conlin, and that was a tremendous upgrade. At Bear Flag, we had a trailer for our snack shack, and now we had a permanent building which you could sell hot foods and more foods. And it was a great uh, way to increase our revenue. Very important, as you know, for all the people who do baseball, how important the snack shack is in terms of your revenue. And what it was before we had softball, uh, Little League and Juniors Baseball, but they were all at three separate facilities. As you can imagine, for parents driving around, having to drop off their kids, perhaps at you know uh, Field A, then going to Field B, and just going back and forth and not being able to see their, their children play. Dave brought us all together. under At one complex, we had our core Little League, our softball, and our juniors. And that was wonderful for families in terms of being able to stay together. And what it did, it also gave the little leaguers, a vision of what the next step was of seeing the juniors. Wonderful facilities. He recruited uh, a wonderful board members and people, again, who gave of their time in terms of wonderful uh, upgrades in terms of the field, the quality of fields, manicured in terms of that. It was fantastic. And the kids loved it. The parents loved it. By doing that, Dave was able to give the community a meeting place, a common place to go to in which they can call their own and they felt really good about it. And Dave moved us forward. And Dave and I were, you know, I was on the board and I did, you know, a fraction of what Dave and other people did. And I'm grateful for them for the opportunities they provided for my family. Dave moved forward, but his legacy was that he was able to take uh, our community's resources, upgrade them, and I think really enhance the cohesion of our community, which is a, a great legacy. And for those of you who are thinking about uh, volunteering, whether it's for a civic group, your church group, or whatever, there's plenty of opportunities for volunteering. If you're in your early 20s or 30s, this is a, a fantastic opportunity for you to learn learn from others, especially those who may be more senior in age or more senior in experience, about leadership, about how to get things done, about how to talk to people, you know, quote unquote, those soft skills or emotional intelligence. And it works both ways. Not only can you learn things that you can apply to your work or at home, vice versa, the skills that you have at work and at home, you could bring to the board, uh, to, the, to your volunteer board and make significant contributions. We had many people do that on our Little League board. We had uh, landscapers volunteer their time in terms of manicuring the fields. We had uh, an, a certified accountant who acted as our treasurer to make sure our finances were all intact. We had attorneys to go over the permits that we had for the city in terms of getting the fields and all that. Many people brought their professional skills, contributed professional skills, volunteered their professional skills in order to upgrade the performance and the capabilities of the organization. Then as you go along in terms of your volunteering experience, as you grow into it, before you know it, it's especially something that really resonates with you, something that touches your heart, something that doesn't feel as if 
it's an additional chore, but actually renews you. It refreshes you. It uh, refills your well. As you go along in terms of that cycle, then you become the senior member. And you will say, oh, my goodness, how did this happen? You know, blink of an eye. You become the more senior member. Then you could start mentoring the younger ones, recruiting, bring them in. So that way you could sustain what's going on. And those are, I think, great dynamics in terms of your legacy and also in volunteering. The design principle in volunteering is that it's honest. Uh, we, Dieter Rams, again, talked about good design is honest. It doesn't try to be anything more than it promises. And with volunteering, is there's an honesty that you want to help and to, part of it is also managing expectations, uh, which is a very difficult task, uh, especially when <laughs> parents are involved. But again, these are valuable lessons. Uh, I know some people will volunteer to do, out of virtue signaling, which is not being honest. And that's going to be, um, you know, uh, not, a, not a very uh, uh, endearing testimony to your legacy. Volunteer. Here, here's the the application. You have only so much time in your day, understand that. You have so many responsibilities and so forth. But there's something about volunteering that you're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to give of yourself. You're willing to think of others. And those are wonderful attributes for your legacies. People often talk about servant leadership, and I think that was in vogue for a while. I'm not sure if that's still in vogue. And there really is no other type of leadership. Uh, anyone who does not serve is not leading. And I'll talk about that in uh, the next episode. You'll be surprised, or maybe not be surprised, but you will grow in such a way that it is it's going to be worth your time in terms of sharing laughter with people, connecting with people. Uh, as Leslie said, it's important. It's important that for our legacies to get the stories out there, to share the stories, to hear other people's stories in a different venue, a different uh, format than you have at work and at home. And that'll be enriching. It'll be innovative. It'll be novel in terms of that, which again, will all contribute to a better, stronger legacy. Ask yourself, you know, your, what's your vision? What's your mission? What's your purpose? And see, and, and, and as you write those things down, as you articulate that, as you streamline that, as you delineate that, then you realize that there are so many organizations that are absolutely dependent on volunteers. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, that's just the, the nature of it. And when you go forward to that, you're, you're saying something. Again, that's what a legacy is. It's a message. You're saying something, uh, not in terms of boasting, uh, not in terms of self-promotion, but you're saying something like, these are my values. This is what I, th this is my true north. And this is what I, I want to do in terms of moving in that direction. Think about volunteering. Again, so many organizations would love to have you there and you meet people on such uh, such a very congenial terms. They definitely want to retain you. And well, you'll be put to work, no two ways about it. It's not going to be just sitting there and looking good. But the work that you put in will contribute to your growth. So I encourage you to, to seek out opportunities for volunteering.
want to thank you for your time, precious commodity. I hope this provide you with some insights, provide you with some inspiration about thinking, first of all, thinking about your legacy, uh, perhaps in a different way, and moving it forward now, now that you have thought about your legacies, what steps you will take in terms of building a stronger one. I welcome comments. My email address is rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. And if you are interested and exploring how exploring how to build your legacy through design. Uh, I talk about the principles of good design uh, because your legacy is too important not to give it uh, cons serious consideration and for you to really map out how you want to move forward to it. Then I invite you to visit my website, truenorthshepherding.com, and sign up for a complimentary session on, 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 on how we could begin a conversation to identify your needs and how to meet those needs in terms of building a better legacy. My next episode, I'm going to talk about leadership and why it does not need any adjectives. I touched on this briefly uh, when I was talking about volunteering in terms of servant leadership. I think the new thing that's in vogue right now is spiritual leadership. And it to me, that violates the principles of good design, which is good design is as little design as possible. Once you start slapping on all these adjectives to leadership, I think you dilute what leadership is. It starts missing the point and it shows that you really didn't understand what leadership was to begin with. Until then, please take the time and effort to nurture your uh, legacy because when you do, we all benefit. <laughs>